Hey everybody, Pastor Chanel here, and I want to thank you for tuning into the Wednesdays Are For Women podcast. I pray that you are blessed by part two of Fear Is A Lie. Today, we're going to be dealing with fear, because how many of you understand that fear is a lie? And one of the enemy's tactics is to try to use something traumatizing that you experienced. The enemy will try to throw that in your face to keep you from moving forward, to keep you locked in a familiar place and never going into the places that God has called for you to move into. Let me tell you something. One of the most dangerous things that you can experience is uh, that you can experience is a lie from the enemy that keeps you stagnant. That is a very dangerous place to be. And so what do you do in those moments? Well, in those moments, I'm not going to tell you that when you are getting ready to move forward and the thing that God has told you to do, I'm not going to sit up here and lie to you and say that you won't feel fear. Let me tell you something, baby, you going to feel the fear. You are going to feel the anxiety. You are going to remember, you are going to remember past times when things did not work out the way that you thought that they would work. I remember I had put on this conference some years ago and in my mind, I was thinking that people would come out and that they would support it. And I was like, oh, father, you know, I just thank you that this thing is going to work out. And when we got there, I remember that it was only a few people and I'm talking about like three people. And I was like, God, what in the world do you want me to do with this? I did the radio interview. I did the, the newspaper announcement. I did the radio announcement. How am I supposed to, how am I supposed to trust you with this God? Because this is not what I've seen, but you have to understand how vision works. God will show you the end result. He will show you where your vision's going, but he will start you at the beginning stages. He will start you at a place where your vision is. And normally when you are at the beginning stages of vision, you have to understand that not everybody is going to see what you're trying to do. Not everybody's going to support what you're trying to do. But this is why the Bible says that we are to never despise the day of small beginnings. So I went up in there and let me tell you what I did. I preached like I was preaching to thousands. Come on. Some of you need to get your eyesight back, your focus back, and you need to do this thing for the people that you have not met yet. Come on, you need to push and do this thing for the people that you have not even spoken to. You have not made contact with them yet. You have not been to the place where they are. You need to preach from that place. You need to do business from that place. Come on, you need to make business deals from that type of mindset because that's what it is. It is a mindset. And if you start off already convincing yourself that you can't do it with three people, then baby, guess what? You ain't going to make it because the Bible says that he will reward them that are faithful over a few. And so I had to get used to that. 
I had to get used to only doing it for a few people. And I had to fall in love with only doing it for a few people because you understand where you are going. And so one of the tactics of the enemy is that he will try to throw fear or he will try to throw lies or trauma at you to get you or to stop you from moving forward. This is what David experienced. David had all of these victories. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. David had all of these victories, y'all. Experienced all of these wins. He defeated Goliath. He was about to defeat Goliath's brothers, but they backed off because they was like, oh my God, our champion is dead. Let, let's run. Let's be quiet. And he kept on defeating Philistines. And then Saul rises up. The one that was supposed to be for him, the one that was supposed to be encouraging him and pushing him. This one rises up and tries to kill him. And the Bible says that David did not lay a finger on Saul, but the Bible says that Saul ended up killing himself. Now, I know that we have read that story so many times to the point where we we've kind of even we've kind of even forgotten that this story is real and that it can be scary. It can be traumatizing. Can you imagine that you are playing a musical instrument for your leader, the one that you trust, the one that's supposed to be encouraging you and pushing you to do greater. And all of a sudden, while you are playing a musical instrument for them, for their deliverance, come on, the Bible says that Saul was the one that called on David because Saul was going through it mentally. And he called on David. He said, Said, look, I need for you to play the leery because you are a cunning musician, meaning you are skilled, you are good. He was anointed in what he did. He was a skilled worshiper. And the Bible says that after he finished playing it, the Bible says that he had to escape a javelin being thrown at him. Do you understand how traumatizing that is? I'm with you. I'm encouraging you. I'm praying for you. I'm, 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 I'm fasting for you. And I'm trying to avoid you at the same time because you're trying to kill me. Well, the Bible says that Saul, he ended up falling on his own sword one day and the word got back to David. So now David comes into power. David comes into power. He is now over Judah. He's now over Israel. And the Bible says that his son, his own son, Absalom, rises up against him. And the Bible says that the first thing that David does is run. And the Bible says that David, he panicked as he was running. Why did he do that? Because David, he all, he knows what he, he knew what it was, or he knew what it was like to have someone threaten his life. And so now David is having all of these flashbacks and he's remembering, uh, he's remembering when Saul was chasing him down in the wilderness and when Saul was chasing him down with a 2000 man army and how David continued to dodge the javelin and dodge and dodge the arrows and dodge whatever weapon that Saul was throwing at him. And now his son rises up against him. And the first thing that he does is he runs 
bronze and he tells the people we need to flee because I know that if we don't, Absalom, Absalom is going to take us out. Let me tell you something. I said it before and I'll say it again. Trauma, when you have been traumatized, when God gets ready to release you, the first thing that you are going to meet up with is trauma. The first thing when God, when God, I told you guys that we are in a season of emerging. We are in a season of coming out of the cave, coming out of the holes, coming out of the hidden places. But the first thing that's going to try to hit you is the lie of the enemy. The first thing is that's going to the first thought that is going to try to hit you is why are you back out here again? Because you came into the cave because someone was after you. You ran into the cave because someone was trying to kill you. Why are you back out here again? You better get back in that cave because if you don't get back in there, they're probably going to locate you. The only problem is Saul was dead. The only issue with that whole scenario is the person that caused David to run in the cave, they were gone. He had gotten a victory concerning them. And so now Absalom rises up. You would think that the first thought that would hit David would be, oh, I know God's got this because God delivered me from the hand of Saul. So there's no way that he's not going to deliver me from the hand of Absalom. But the Bible says that instead of David remaining there and David preparing for battle, the Bible says that he ran in fear. Come on, I'm talking to some ladies. God is getting ready to put his hand on you and he is getting ready to require you to do some uncomfortable and some scary things. But the first thought that is going to try to hit you is you better go back into hiding because you know that the last time that you came out of this place, the last time that you were in the forefront, you almost got killed. But I need for you to remind yourself that Saul is dead. I need for you to remind yourself that that spirit that tried to embarrass you and that tried to take you out is no longer there. And so here David is, he is running for his life, but the spirit of God, everywhere that David tried to run to, the spirit of God continued to confirm to him through the people that God was with him and that God had his back. The Bible says that he had a 600 man army. And the Bible says that they looked at him and they made another vow to him. And they said, look, we're going to fight with you. We're going to fight for you. We're not going to run away. We're not going to retreat. We're not going to become Absaloms. We're not going to bow to Absalom. And the Bible says that then there was another man that showed up with food and with donkeys for David's army. Come on, God will confirm. He will send you confirmation that he is with you. Now, I want you to understand something. Now, this is for the mature people today. All right. I need for you to understand that. Yes. When you get ready to emerge, the enemy is not going to be excited. He is not going to be standing there with open arms, welcoming you back out into the deep. 
He's not going to be standing there saying, oh my God, it's so good to see you. I haven't seen you in a long time. I just love you. No, the enemy is going to be angry and he will try to send threats your way just as, as Absalom tried to send threats to his father, David. But I want you to understand something. At that moment, you need to remind yourself of the encounters that you've had. You need to remind yourself of the past victories that you've seen and that you've won. The Bible says that as David was running, the Lord continued to confirm to him through his army and through uh through John no through Mephibosheth's uh Mephibosheth's armor bearer, he began to start confirming through these individuals that we are going to stand with you. Then the Bible says that David began to start coming back to himself, and he began to start coming up with strategy on how he was going to fight. But here's the thing, the same way that David never once had to lay a finger on Saul, that was the same way that David never had to lay a finger on Absalom. Come on, let me remind somebody and let you know that when you are hit with the fear, when you are hit with the trauma of what took place the last time that you were being obedient to the Lord, when these things tried to hit you, I need for you to understand that God is for you. I need to, I need for you to understand that you are not going to have to put, oh, you are not going to have to fight. The only thing that God needs for you to do is remain focused. He does not need for you to run. He does not need for you to retreat. That's not the word of the Lord. Where are you going? Where are you going? Come on, I need I, 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 I need to speak to some of your spirits on today because you are headed in the opposite direction. This is not the season for you to go back into the cave. But this is the season for you to emerge up out of that place and go back to doing what caused you to go in the cave in the first place. Because what you were doing before you went in the cave, it was the thing that God has designed for your life. But it, I understand that it caused a lot of turmoil. I understand that it caused a lot of warfare, but it was the thing that God wanted you to do. You cannot put it down. You cannot let it go. You cannot become afraid. So the Bible says that David, God continued to confirm to him. And the Bible says that just as God handled Saul, God handled Absalom. Let me tell you how he did it. <clears throat> The Bible says that Absalom was on a mule and the trees that were in the forest, the Bible says that the trees grabbed a hold of him. The mule kept going. Ain't that something? The mule was like, well, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm not, I ain't here to help you. The Bible says that he was suspended in midair. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that when David's army, Israel, came up against Absalom's army, the Bible says that the forests claim more lives that day than Israel did. Come on. When God is for you, he will fight for you. But I need for you to get that. 
because I'm telling you right now, this is what I feel. As you prepare to emerge, the enemy is not going to be happy about it. And there are going to be some things that he's going to try to send your way to knock you off course, but you cannot let that distract you and throw you back into a place that you were no longer graced to be. You were not graced to sit underneath a tree. You're not graced to sit in a hole. You're not graced to sit in a cave. You are graced to come out and to stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord. You are graced to open up your mouth, be loud and spare not. You are graced to walk in destiny in this season. You are not graced to fail, but you are graced to win. Come on, somebody needs to hear. You are not graced to fail, but you are graced to walk in full total victory. You are not graced to lose, but you are graced to win everything that is standing before you. And I'm telling you, if the devil was scared of you before, he's about to become even more afraid of you because God is going to confirm again that he is for you. God is about to confirm again that he is fighting for you, that he is for you and that you are the one. Come on, he has anointed you for such a time as this. Come on, I need to help somebody today because you're still hanging out in the dark and you're afraid to take this chance. But let me tell you something. You will never get to the place that God has called for you to get to unless you are willing to take risks. It is, it is required. That's how your faith is activated. Faith is not activated by you saying that you believe. Faith is activated by you saying that you believe and you stepping out and doing it, even though it doesn't add up, even though it doesn't make sense, even though it can get you in trouble, even though it can cause the enemy to come looking for you. That's faith. Come on, give me some people that will say, you know what? I may not understand everything, but one thing I'm not going to do, I'm not going to sit here and say that I believe and never make a move. Risk requires you making a move. It requires you coming to a place where you say, look, I might live and I might die. But one thing's for sure, I'm not going out and it will not be said that she never did nothing. I'm not going out, not doing nothing nothing. I'm going to go out fighting. I'm going to go out doing something. Come on. We were talking about the three Hebrew boys a couple of weeks ago. And one of the things that is so profound about that story is those boys, they said, if God shows up for us in the fire, or if he does not show up for us in the fire, he is still the true and living God. And of course, at that moment, they took a risk. They could have said, you know what? I don't know if we want to take this chance because he might not show up for us. Come on. Even with Elijah, when he called for a solemn assembly on top of the mountain, the Bible says that he took a chance by putting all of that water and all of that sacrifice on the altar. He took a chance by calling on the Lord and the Bible says that God showed up by fire. Come on. Somebody needs to know that the spirit of God is getting ready to show up by fire on your behalf. He is getting ready to show up for you. He is getting ready to show up for you because you were willing to take a risk for him. If you want God to show up on your behalf, take a risk, take the leap.
Come on, you might fall, but guess what? You're going to bounce right back up again. How do we know that falling might be falling? Uh, falling might be a result. Well, just look at Peter. The Bible says that he took a risk by stepping outside of the boat. Nobody else was willing to go that far, but he was. And the Bible says that he started sinking. Come on, that's what the risk is. You might lose some people. Come on, you might lose some influence, but at the end of the day, God will, oh, at the end of the day, God will elevate you back to a higher place than you were before. Come on, some of you, when you get ready to take this risk, come on, you might lose some influence. Some people might walk away from you. They might call you crazy. Come on, that's the thing about people. They are, they automatically assume that if you don't do it like this, then it cannot be done, but they have no idea that God has a way of creating a door. I might not walk through the door that you think that I should walk through, but what you don't understand is that God has given me chalk. Come on, God has God has given me the ability to draw. I can draw my own door and God will open up that door and it will cause me to be further ahead than you. Come on, some of you, because you are getting ready to take this risk, it might cause some people to walk away from you, but that's okay. God will fill you up again. God will fill up your, he will fill up everything that you lost. He will, okay, he will replace everything that you lost with, he will replace people that you lost with people that understand where you were going. Come on, because that's how God works. Come on, he's not going to allow you to take this chance. He's not going to allow you to take this step of faith and just leave you where you are. No, he is astounded when we say to him, when we say to him, God, I'm going to take this chance. I'm going to take this leap. It grips his heart and it causes him to come up off of his throne and fight for you. And that's what David did. David said, you know what? I'm going to keep going. I'm not going to run to no cave. I'm going to keep going. Now we know the story. Absalom, he ended up dying. But then the Bible says that there was another man by the name of Sheba that was a part of Saul's family. The Bible says that Sheba tried to come up against David as well. But this time David did not run. Come on. He dealt with the fear. He dealt with the trauma. I know that you feel like running right now, but let me tell you something. You can't, you got to deal with this fear. You cannot let it overtake you. You cannot let it overpower you. You cannot let fear speak louder than what your faith is saying. If your faith is telling you that you're going to be all right, if your faith is telling you that everything is going to work out, then guess what? It has to happen because your faith is speaking from a realm that fear is not. Come on, fear is sent from the enemy, but faith is sent from God. Your faith is speaking from a place that fear is not. Your faith is speaking from a place, oh my, your faith is speaking from a futuristic place. And so if your faith is telling you that everything is going to be all right, if you just take this chance, if you just take this leap, then trust it. 
The Bible says that Sheba rose up against David and he caused a lot of people in Israel to go along with him. That's just how influential this person was. But the Bible says that David's army went looking for him. He went running. Sheba went running as soon as he heard that David was looking for him. And the Bible says that he made it to another town and this town, they paired up with Israel and they ended up cutting this man's head off and throwing it over the wall. Come on, let me tell you something. Once again, the Lord fought for David and he didn't even have to touch it. Come on, let me tell you something. As you get ready to emerge, yes, prepare your heart, prepare your spirit for warfare, prepare your mind, prepare your, prepare your spirit for the enemy to try to come up against you and for the enemy to try to stop you, for the enemy to try to distract you, prepare your spirit for lies to try to be thrown at you. Come on, prepare your spirit for the enemy to try to throw the past at you, prepare your spirit for that, but also remind yourself of past victories. Come on, we were talking at the beginning of this broadcast broadcast about when you experience encounters, when you experience victories. It is not for you to just forget about it, but you experience it for a reason so that when you, when everything is shaking around you, you can go back and you can say, but God did this for me. And if God did this for me, then this is nothing. This is nothing. This is not too hard for him. If God did this for me, if God got me through Saul, if God got me through Absalom, if God got me through Sheba, then guess what? God can get me through what it is that I'm facing right now. Come on. If God brought me through Saul, then he can bring me through Absalom. If, and, and these are spirits, by the way. If God brought me through Absalom, then he can bring me through Sheba. But one thing's for sure, God has anointed me. This is your moment. This is your time. You are the one. The robes are on you. I know the other person that's fighting you. The reason why they're fighting you is because they want what you have. But God spoke your name. Come on, I need to remind somebody of who they are because the enemy has you disillusioned. The enemy has you seeing stuff that's not really there. Come on, there's a movie and I'll end with this. There's a movie that uh, I absolutely fell in love with during the pandemic. And on one of the scenes this person was in a, was in a battle and on the scene uh this this other person they had this special power and the power that they had was they were able to change your reality and cause you to see something that was not really there and so when they did this to this person it completely disarmed them and it brought confusion. Come on, right now, some of you are in a state of disillusion. Some of you are in a state of confusion and the enemy has you seeing something that is not really there. But this morning, this afternoon, this evening, I am pulling you back into a place. I am pulling you back into a place of clarity. I 
pull you back into a place where your eyes are able to see what is realistically before you in the realm of the spirit. I declare that your fear will no longer have a hold of you and cause you to run from something that is not there. Elijah spent 40 days running away from someone that was never coming after him. They only sent a threat. Absalom came nowhere near his daddy. He only sent a threat and he caused him to run because of past traumatic experiences. But I declare in the name of Jesus that today God is healing you from the trauma of your past. God is healing you from the fear and the lies of the enemy, the tactics of the enemy. I declare that your eyes are going to begin to pierce through what is not real. Your eyes are going to begin to pierce through what is false and you are getting ready to see God high and lifted up and the train of his robe is going to fill the temple. I declare that you are getting ready to see your future. You are getting ready to see your promise. As a matter of fact, when I'm in prayer, that's the thing that I've been praying for some of you. You've been waiting on this thing to come to pass for a long time, but I declare in the name of Jesus that today is the day that you are getting ready to see every promise that God has spoken over your life and over your family. I declare in the name of Jesus that nothing will be able to knock you off track because the same way that God delivered or the same way that God got delivered you from Saul, the same way that God delivered you from the spirit of Absalom, the same way that God delivered you from the spirit of Sheba, that's the same way that God is going to deliver you again. I declare that you're going to make it to the place that God has ordained for you to make it to. Come on, 2022 is not done yet. God is still wanting to do something big and something great through you. Some God is still wanting wanting to do something amazing through your life, but you have to take the risk. I need for you to step out a bit further. I, you cannot remain in a place of fear. You cannot remain in a place of, of using your trauma as an excuse. I know that it's real. I know that it was not fake. I know that it did happen, but you cannot remain in the place where you're using it as an excuse. It's time for you to step out and it's time for you to step into what God has ordained for you to walk in. In the mighty and precious name of Jesus. Come on, if you were blessed by today's broadcast, let me see some hearts. Let me see some likes. This is the greatest season that you have ever experienced in your life. I'm telling you the things that God has in store for you, they are going to be big. They're going to be major, but it's going to require risk. It's going to require you putting a down payment with money that you really that you really don't even have. But because the spirit of God said, do it, you're going to do it anyway. And you're going to watch that thing grow. You're going to watch that thing take place. You're going to watch that thing come to pass. Do you know how many times we have had to pay for stuff that we really didn't even have? But God said, do it. And he always came through. Come on here, somebody. This is the year. 
that God is getting ready to show up for you in a very special way. Well, guys, we're back on here every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time every Wednesday. And uh, we know that God is, he is always speaking. He is always doing something major. And so I thank God for you. The podcast will be available a little bit later, but I thank God for all of your downloads every week. Uh, my platform, it sends me a notification about the downloads that are coming in. And I'm just always so overwhelmed uh, by your support. And so I thank you guys. I would not be able to do this without you. Uh, Thursday, tomorrow, something big is happening in Dockyard. My sister, Pastor Candice Lamb, those of you that know her, her and her amazing husband, Pastor Jonathan Lamb, they pastor Evening Light Pentecostal Church. Well, she is going to be having a live podcast at Media Lounge. Media Lounge is the movie theater that is located in Dockyard. And so uh, there is a link that is on her page, Candace Lamb. There's a link that she has shared on that page. You can click on that link. You can purchase a ticket. We're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about giving birth, uh, uh, not, not physical birth, but we're going to be talking about giving, let me see, let me get this right, because I want to be able to quote this to you right because I'm telling you it is going to be absolutely amazing and you certainly do not want to miss it now of course let me see I want to quote this to y'all right y'all just give me a little bit of time thank you Jesus ah there it is pregnant with purpose Pregnant with purpose, how to give birth to your dream. And so I'm telling you guys, you don't want to miss it. Um, I'm going to be on the panel uh, along with Dr. Teresa. Let me put it close to my eyes, y'all. I done got older, so it's hard to see. No, see, I done called her Teresa. Dr. Tanika Eve and Dr. Sharon Apopa, of course, along with Pastor Candice Lamb. And so it is going to be absolutely phenomenal. You don't want to miss it. Make sure that you click the link uh, that is available on her page and purchase your ticket. And it starts at 7 p.m. And so that is tomorrow night, November 10th at Media Lounge, which is, which is located in Dockyard. And so we want to be a support to that. And so it's a lot of big things going on this month, but I don't want to overwhelm you. Look, if you're looking for a church home and you just need a place where you can be spiritually fed, you can join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. right here at KDC1 Kingdom Destiny Center. You said, where is that located? Well, if you know where West Pembroke School, West Pembroke Primary School is, we are right behind that school. You just you go on North Shore, you go past the school, and there is a street princess estate. You turn on that, and you take that all the way to our church. And I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. The Spirit of God has been showing up so greatly in our services, and so you don't want to miss it if you do not have a church home. I love y'all so very much. Remember, Wednesdays are for women. Love you. Have a good day, guys. Always awesome to see y'all.
See you next time. Bye. Hey guys, Pastor Chanel here, and I sure hope you were blessed by today's part two podcast of Fear is a Lie. Look, we're back on here every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and 12 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time. I'll see you next week, Wednesday. Love you. Bye.